Hey guys, welcome back to Uncomfortable Conversations. I am your host, Zykea, and I just want to give you a really quick update before we get into our last episode of the year 2022. Um, Going into 2023, there is going to be a really big change. We are going to be presenting on a visual platform as well as on Spotify, so you will get to put a face to this amazing voice that you love so much. Um, And I just want to say thank you so much for checking in thus far and looking forward to you continuing to check in and having all of these uncomfortable conversations with you. I have some amazing guests lined up for 2023, Um, some things that are going to really make you uncomfortable as they make me uncomfortable. And I'm actually comfortable with having uncomfortable conversations uh, if you caught all of that. Um, As we go into the last episode for 2022, it is rightfully titled Boundaries, something that I hope you all are thinking about as you move into this new year and closing out this year, setting healthy boundaries for yourself. Okay, Uh, thank you so much again and enjoy this next episode with Miss Sharita Childress and myself as we talk about boundaries. Looking forward to seeing you in 23. Thank you. Let's go ahead and just jump in. I'm gonna welcome to another uncomfortable conversation. Um, I don't know what's more uncomfortable. I don't think there's something or anything more uncomfortable than during the holidays, right? Um, we have so many stressors, uh, along with a lot of joy and excitement, just tons of things going on. So I wanted to have Miss Sharita Childress come on and just go over some mental health awareness things that we can, you know, just be very mindful of and cognizant during these holidays to make sure we are being healthy, right? So, uh, Ms. Sharia, if you would go ahead and just tell the people a little bit about yourself. Oh, thank you. Well, first and foremost, I have to definitely extend my gratitude to you, Ms. Takia. You're amazing. Thank you for inviting me on your show, your podcast. Thank you. Um, and I'm excited to see, you know, everything that, all the success and everything that is going to, you know, embrace this show as you go forth. So thank you again. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, um, so as she said, my name is Sharita Childress and, um, I just go by Sharita, but I'm a mental health therapist, um, a social worker as well. And the way that works is I'm a social worker. I've been a social worker for about 17 years, but in that field, um, you can become a type of therapist. Um, and so I went to, um, you know, the, the highest level you can go and did like two years of service um, in a clinical capacity so that I can, uh, could have became a license to become a mental health therapist or a licensed clinical social worker. So that's just a type of therapist out of the many types that a person could, um, can be. So, and I've been doing that for about 10 years. So been a therapist working in the mental health side and the clinical side for about 10 years. Um, I'm a mom. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that's my favorite. <laughs> so, um, my favorite role. That's my favorite title too. <laughs> I, yeah, I like, like, right? I'm just smiling. So, um, and uh, let's see. Yeah, so I'm a mother of three children, um, and they're adults except for one. So I have a 27 year old daughter, a 19 year old daughter, and a 17 year old son. So, yes. 
That's um, a lot, right? So you you know oh too well <laughs> the stressors of the holidays and how it can certainly, absolutely. you know, drive you crazy, insane, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can say that as they've become older and now into their young adulthood and things like that, it's a lot less stressful for me. But definitely when they were younger, oh yeah, <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> no. So do you think that um, a lot of that, the stress that you've experienced, you know what, I'm not even going to ask you that. I'm going to just share like my anxieties about the holidays, right? Mm -hmm. They are so super commercialized, put a lot of pressure on us as parents, right? As moms, because we absolutely want to provide and give the most for our children, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but then also those same stressors are put on children because being so commercialized and even more so now with the internet, it's not just commercials. You know, when we're younger, we have book to come out, right? And that's how you got to see all of the exciting new toys that were right, coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like now children have access to the internet and commercials right. on top of commercials. Just everything just like you gotta have you gotta have you gotta have you gotta have um what do you think that you know we can do to better support our children with this type of um social pressure that's being placed on them to have and want and need and us trying to provide how can we i guess kind of cope and find a balance between that yeah, I'm so thank you. That's a good question. And I'm so glad you brought that up. Because um, I was thinking about the catalogs we used to have and it was like circle what you want for Christmas. And right. So, I don't know if I've ever even seen those because they don't make them anymore. But yeah. Um, but um, so that was kind of funny. But yeah, just jump right in. I think that what happens with that, I would encourage families and particularly mothers, you know, um, others to really just be more hands-on a lot of our socialization um has been kind of like um set to the side because of the access constantly to the digital world right and so you see more people hands-on with phones tablets computers you know uh ai technology headsets where they just have you know like the oculus wrapped around their head and at that point they're in virtual reality right you know so they're they're not even in the same space as you (laughs) No, right, period, right. They're in China somewhere in their room upstairs while you're downstairs cooking, that part. So, so, and and that's great, right? Like, all of it is great. Technology is great. However, there's a balance with everything. So I would just say, like, um, make sure that those childhood things that you used to do, don't get away from that because your child wants, chooses to be in the room, you know, or is allowed to be in the room all day long on Christmas break, you know, without any interactions create interactions, make interactions, do family thing, family friendly things, get out, get out in nature, um, you know, have cookie exchange parties and stuff with other moms or friends or even the neighbors, you know, but just try to get back into some of those more tactile driven activities, you know, um, and you, your kids don't even have to be little or young. Like you heard me say that all of my kids are grown except for the one, but I create experiences for them. Like any, you know, for Christmas, I might say like, hey, we're going to make some cookies and take them over to your grandparents' house or something like that. Help pack them up, you know, 
or things like that. Just anything like that, because you don't have to spend a lot of money to do things, but it also brings connectivity to the family. Right. And it also right. takes off that pressure. My gosh, I have to see, you know, cause they're inundated with constant ads and media and, you know, comparisons and videos of people that have these material things. And the commercialism is just all at an all time high as far as right in their faces. And so give them a break by creating spaces away from those digital, um, you know, mediums that are that are going on right now and that they have so much access to um, so that they're not pressured constantly by it. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, one thing that I've always tried to incorporate uh, with my children is just, you know, family time. Right. So yeah. we do game nights and, and, and when we have these particular things, like phones are not allowed, right? right. Turn your phone off or put your phone somewhere. Like I need at least an hour of your undivided attention. And I don't care how grown you are at this point. Right. Come over here. <laughs> right. You come over here. Like I need phones down. Um, when my dad uh, was alive, you know, like we would have dinner and my dad is such a social person and he lived on his phone, but it was like that. It's dinner time. Phones are off right. at the right. dinner table. And he would look at me like with the craziest look. And I'm like that. I, I don't think I asked, that, but dinner time is, you know, it's the one the table we yeah. need to debrief and you know, connect and see how everybody's day was. Even if you don't really want to share, just listen or appear to be listening, <laughs> you know, be an effective listener by engaging on your phone. Like just yeah. really hear some thought and some intention to what it is that we're doing. Because, you know, we think our children are like really paying attention but they are. They are watching our every move, every single thing that we're doing and seeing how we're doing it. And, you know, it's really hard for us to ask them to put down a phone if we can't put down a phone. Come on, that's right? so good. I love that. So Great. we have to be, you know, accountable for ourselves as well and take some time out. We have to unplug and, you know, it's really easy for us to Oh, but I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. You know, parents and our parents' parents, they worked. You know, they had jobs. They went to work and they came home. And when they came home, they were home. Yeah. I think we need to, you know, find a way to balance that. And I know, I know in your profession, <laughs> what you do, that's not always the easiest thing to do because you have, you know, clients that need you and you work, you know, those extended hours to be available to those that can't, you know, services in a regular nine to five time frame. But mm -hmm. I think it's also that we schedule time for ourselves, right? Schedule time for our family. The same way we put clients on, put our family on there. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> schedule now. I, I have a handily and I shared that link with my children and it's like, look, I'm off on this particular day, but if you need me or you want me to do anything else, you know, outside of that scope, that time frame, I'm going to need you to request some time 
to do that. Like, don't just pop yeah, I love up that. I love the that. minute yeah. of and say, oh, can you take me? No, I can't. Like, did you check my schedule? I don't, I don't have that luxury of just doing that because you just, you got to plan. Plan better. Be more intentional. So for the parents out there, I'm going to say be more intentional with your time um, and your children will be more intentional and purposeful with their time because they'll see that and they'll start to understand that, you know, it is super valuable. Yes. And I don't, I don't think we hold it to its, you know, true value when we just move around willy nilly or, you know, take for granted the time that we have, right? Just putting things off till later. I can't right now. I'll be back later or, you know, no, you got to stop and really make time to have intentional actions. Yeah. I love that. That's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, That's great. You're welcome. So what about um, getting into the financial okay. aspect of these holidays? Because I know when my parents were celebrating holidays, but they would still do like, um, do you remember the Christmas club at the banks? Like you could save so much till Christmas and then take it out. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, No. No, okay, don't worry about it. Somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> but anyway, I know like you could put, just keep saving, like you start maybe at January and then at the, you have this lump sum of money to go do whatever it is you need to do for the holidays. Uh -huh. um, and now we're at a place where like we have that, but people are also, you know, maxing out credit cards, right? Yeah. yeah. Going into the new year. Uh -huh. What, what are some tips that you think would be good for parents to figure out how to balance that, to alleviate some stress on them, right? Because that can, financial burden is like one of the number one stressors, right? Yeah, it is. It's definitely one of the number one stressors pertaining to people's uh, mental health. And so I would just say, you know, um, my financial planner says, don't live above your means. And then for the holidays, when you feel the pressure, just let, you know, be honest and let your friends or family know up front, I'm not exchanging gifts. And or, you know, like for me, I'll tell my kids like they're young, older now. So I'm not, you know, I'm not buying a whole bunch of trinkets. I'll give you money and then whatever else I decide to give. But I kind of just set the tone. I'm just honest. You know, I'm not a, I'm a therapist. I'm not a financial um, <laughs> planner. But as far as the the stress that I see come across the therapy room is because of some of those practical things that people just aren't putting into place because they feel bad, you know, or the pressure of commercialism and or expectations for people to give them gifts. And so I typically will just tell them, you know, in the therapy room, you know, be honest and upfront with your people and don't put that pressure on yourself because if you're losing sleep and it's impairing your, your mental and emotional functioning, it's just not worth it. So um, would you happen to know some statistics on the rate of people that um, commit suicide during the holidays? Ooh, um, yeah, I'll get that for you. It is, it can be pretty high. Um, so typically it is, hold on, I want to get, I want to get, um, 
great swim on that beautiful swim for you. So, yeah. um, so according to the CDC, um, it says the idea that suicides occur more frequently during the holiday season um, has been, um, it's, it, it's something that people put out there, but a recent analyst found that 50% of articles written during the 2009 through 2010 holiday season perpetuated a myth. So what we want to do is mm. keep these rates uh, right. Yeah, so people think it's really high, but it says suicide remains a major public health problem, one that occurs throughout the year. It is the 10th leading cause of death for all Americans each year. More than 36,000 take their lives on their own. In addition, more than 374,000 are treated in emergency rooms for self-inflicted injuries, probably suicidal um, you know, attempts. Um, mm -hmm. So it doesn't really give us specifically for the holidays, but it definitely, you know, it is a public yeah. major health problem. So, but yeah, they're saying that it's, yeah, they're just saying that, you know, uh, really, you know, it's a public health problem across the spectrum all year round. And that the idea that it's increased um, during the holidays is typically been a myth, but. Hmm. That's interesting. That so, comes from the CDC. So <laughs> I know I, I can see that too. Yeah. I, you know, I like statistics, but I like the, because again, they can only report what's actually being reported. Yep. Exactly. Right? So we don't know. Yeah. So you, you don't actually know, um, but it's interesting to think that it's the same amount of people year round, you know? Yeah, yeah. I thought it would be higher. But anyway, moving right along, um, I'd like to talk about um, fathers that are males um, during the holiday season. Because it, it is a stressor for a lot of single moms. But when we think about dads during the holidays, how do you, um, how do you, I guess, manage or deal with fathers? Do you see a lot of dads? Um, I do see, I, you know, kind of equally. I see, you know, the fathers and mothers. But I can tell you, across the board, the fathers that I see, they typically, the stressors they typically have um, are loneliness and um, depression from either um, family separation or divorce during this time. Mm -hmm. And or, and or you know, um, when they're parenting and they're doing shared parenting um, and, you know, kind of like having court-ordered situations going on uh, really, you know, I mean, kids don't care about that. They just want to be with their parents, right? But right, they have a court order or something like that. It could change the whole dynamic of what uh, a holiday may look like. And so I've had a lot of fathers talk to me about that and the stress they have to, you know, deal with where they don't get a chance to see their kids on a certain holiday. And, and then we typically will just come up with plans like, you know what, we know that, you know, in the United States or in America, the 25th of December is the, the day, but that doesn't mean that you can't share gifts and celebrate your kid the day before or the day after, right? And so we come, come across with some creative ways to kind of see what that looks like for their family and creating new family traditions 
Um, so I see a lot of that happening. And then definitely a lot of men dealing with depression and stuff because of like divorce or, you know, things like that. And some suicidal ideation too. Yeah. Mm. From breakups and things like that during the holidays. But for fathers, yeah, I see a lot of that. So how do you, um, like, what are some tips, I guess, that you give them to help them cope and through? Yeah, I help them remember, I'm glad you said hope. The operative word is hope. So what's their hope for continuing on with life? And typically it is their kids. They don't want to hurt their children and leave their children alone. And so we build off of that. And then I start helping them identify like some of those things that they used to do or that they put on the back burner when they became, you know, before they became busy with their occupational and work lives and things like that. And just try to go on like a discovery of, you know, new traditions that they can create for their children, you know, outside of what they used to do as a family unit and things like that. And so we do that. We, and typically they're built around their strengths and hobbies. And, and then we come up with some pretty interesting things and, you know, I get feedback that it works. So that's what I try mm. to do with them. I give them tips and coping strategies to deal with the depression, to lift the depression. I check in with them weekly and stuff like that to make sure they're okay as much as I can. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, just giving up like that. Yeah. So that's good. And I like the fact that you brought up, um, just being creative with the holidays. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mentioned earlier, they're so commercialized, like they have us on program, like on time of when we're supposed to, you know, pick up our Easter baskets. Right. And then whatever the next holiday is, that's coming in, like stuff out setting like little triggers for us. This is what you're supposed to do when in that. I I really like being innovative and I don't like being controlled in a commercialized yeah. setting where they're telling yeah. me what to do. So I like to make up my own schedule and my own room. I think that's really big that if people could get out of um, the societal mindset of yeah. working on their scheduled time, I, I think that that would certainly of right because their schedule you're you're um confined to those time constraints easter is on whatever day easter is on oh my gosh i gotta get this basket we gotta get right outfits right you know we gotta church and we gotta have money to tithe when we make it to you know it becomes a very heavy burden yeah these things in our time when it's you know suitable and appropriate for us you know it it, it lightens the load it's not so heavy to deal with or manage um i mean if i I could give some (laughs) encouragement or advice to the people that's listening it would be start operating on your own schedule you don't have to wait for christmas to to give gifts right Mm -hmm. like I know I give and I do all year long yeah I'm not waiting for December 25th or whatever day it is to max out all my credit cards and right. do all this extra hoopla and now going into the new year I'm broke right, right. Or, or waiting on a check because they said I'm supposed to right got it so, got it um, yeah I love it I, I, I definitely think being innovative and being in, you know, using our own 
timing, what works for you. You know, uh, my education is background and I mean, my background is education. <laughs> and, you know, it's always <laughs> about meeting the child or the person, the adult, whoever it is, where they're at. And yeah. I think we need to take that advice, you know, just where are we at in life, right? Either we yeah. can or we can't. Don't kill yourself trying to live to someone else's standards. Yeah, this is so good. Yes, absolutely. Right. What, what they think you should be. It's not a cardinal sin if you don't get an Easter basket for Easter. I don't even know what the basket has to do with, quote unquote, what the message the message of Easter actually is, right? What does the rabbit in those eggs have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. Why are we giving out chocolate? Yeah. That's another topic. Yeah. So I'm not gonna go. But <laughs> nonetheless, that, that's the point, right? Yeah. If that's something you do and you want to participate in that, you can do that any time of year. There's no wrong time to dye an egg, right? <laughs> There's no right. wrong time to buy a chocolate bunny if that's what you want or any other chocolate so that that would be my um two minutes and input um i know it it will be i don't fall in line whatever the social is i certainly try to go against that you know i don't have thanksgiving i have friends and it's on a set i'm not doing that i don't want to cook turkey and mac and cheese and everything that they feel like I'm supposed to cook. I want to make something completely different. I want to have a different experience. I don't have to have the same experience everybody else to say I'm an American and this we're supposed to be doing. It it get out of that stereotype of you know what we should be doing because they said so. That is has been very for my mental health, right? Um, yes. Yeah. So, um, what are some of the other things that you feel like weigh heavy during the holidays that eat on people's mental health? Well, one of the things that I have ran across was uh, a presentation about setting boundaries during the holidays. And um, so I just kind of want to read some of these and then we can just kind of pick up six of them that I wanted to focus on. Yeah. But we may not have time to just, uh, but there's probably one or two we can really just hone in on. But um, mm-hmm. so these are some of the things you can do to set holiday boundaries because typically uh, boundaries or lack thereof of boundaries <laughs> um, during the holidays right. sometimes impedes people and impairs people's mental health. So like one of the statements you can say to a, a, anybody in a space where you're setting a boundary, a healthy boundary for your mental health is um, you, like you can tell them, I can come to a family gathering, but I can only stay a few hours because people sometimes feel pressure that, you know, people will be upset if they leave or they can't stay for long or whatever the case is. Or they may have several events they have to go to and they are trying to, you know, they're one person trying to give themselves to each event, right? And they just don't have time to be, you know, so you can just tell them that. Um, the, ne- the next one is that is that is very personal to me. Can we talk about something else? So if people are confronting you about personal issues and trying to use the holiday family gathering as, you know, a space to confront you. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> And then another one is I respect your values and beliefs, 
but I do not share them. It's okay to say that, like based off of whatever, because sometimes people want to talk about politics or whatever the case is during a family gathering. Um, it's like we got the captured audience, so I get to put, you know, whatever my beliefs are. Um, another one is I would appreciate it if you didn't comment on my physical appearance. Sometimes people, family members, are rude and they may say something like, Oh, girl, you're getting thick or you're getting big or you got big or whatever the case is or you oh did you lose weight you know in a negative connotation that's not appropriate and this you know so you can speak up and and it's okay to set that boundary um the next one i understand you are upset but i don't want to participate in any family gossip so you know like during the holidays you want to be able to relax you know you want to have fun and you know be of good cheer and <laughs> you can't really do that if people right. are bringing trash dumping garbage on you, you know, and then last but not least, um, please do not speak to my partner that way. So a lot of times couples, especially I've, I've seen a lot of this happen in the counseling room where people are just like families are torn apart. And guess what? Because somebody's mom or dad or significant other disrespected each other and, you know, at a holiday function, you know, and they mm -hmm. come like stop and take up for them or stand up for them or whatever the case is. So, you know, just being able to set that boundary too. But those are a few. Um, what stood out to you mostly? What resonated with you mostly, Miss um, Zakia? Honey, uh, <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I think um, the one where you mentioned confronting, like they wait because usually family gatherings, you haven't seen each other in a while, right? So they want to catch up and get a little tea. Girl, I heard you was with so-and-so. That part right there, I'm all for that boundary. Listen, if I don't bring it up, you don't bring it up, okay? Right, right. <laughs> if I want to talk about it, I will let you know. If I didn't call you in the last 10 months before we got to Thanksgiving right. to tell yeah, you. Don't use that as your platform to try to come. Right. Me. That means that I don't want to talk about it with right. you. Right. You <laughs> haven't called. <laughs> they said right. nothing. Tweeted, no smoke signals. But you want to use it. You want right. to have a stage and an audience and you want to make your grand entry by trying to confront somebody. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. Okay. Like don't. Don't do that. So I'm I'm here for that boundary. That is a very clear cut boundary that I'm here for. No, we're not gonna have that conversation. We are not the two. <laughs> We've never had it before. We're not gonna have it now. Don't start nothing new. Um I think uh <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this because personal space, I think I know that I'm I'm bad with this one. Because I'll be the first one to be like, oh, you done gained some weight, huh? Mm -hmm. And I get it. <laughs> that is not what people want to hear. I'm getting it now. But sometimes words just kind of fall out my mouth. I got a little lageria. Right. But mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't think that there is an ill intent behind it. It's just, yeah. you notice it. Especially when you haven't seen someone. Even if they lose weight, girl, you done lost a whole lot of weight. Right. It just happens. <laughs> But I yeah. definitely understand that boundary. And it's something that I'm personally working on, learning how to not say everything that comes to mind um, when it comes to mind. It's, it's a challenge for me, but it's definitely something I'm working on. Um, I think this year, my daughter, I did not approve of what she was wearing for our Friendsgiving event. And she's like, 
you're not the one that's wearing it. Why is it a problem for you? I'm happy. I'm comfortable in it. Why do you have to say something? Like, right. you're yeah, like. Yeah, she probably thought that you were trying to right. about your friends. Yeah. Or be afraid of what your friends might think. Or like, it's a, it's your event. So you have to control everything. Right. And yeah. Right. And I get like that. I, I certainly get like that. It's like my way or no way. But I'm in a space now where I'm so much better that, you know, we had that conversation and I had to step back when she put me in my place and was like, I'm comfortable, like stay in your lane, mom. And I'm like, oh, you right. I'm wrong. If that's what you want to wear, I apologize. And I'm going to go over here and take 40 deep breaths. <laughs> Because I didn't right. like it, right. yeah, <laughs> but I understood it. it. Mm -hmm. I understood and I respect it. And I appreciate that boundary being set because, you know, like you said, I, I'm a mom and I want to be in control. And it's like, I want it to look like this. And she's like, I don't yeah. want it to look like that. <laughs> That's yeah. what you want, not what I want. She's like, these clothes are on my body, not on So. Yeah, um, like I said, these resonated with me. <laughs> that personal space <laughs> and in your lane. Ooh, I'm like, yeah, that's a reality check. <laughs> but yeah, we 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 worked it out. <laughs> well, she yeah, worked me out and 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 got me set part. straight. <laughs> I love that. I love your honesty in that space. Awesome. Yeah, because she does that. She's uh she's me on steroids so I, I get it and such a strong personality I love it and I, I always tell her you better not change you better not never change yeah. don't let nobody steal that voice not even me when I get in my feelings <laughs> you know it is it'll take to come through but um you keep that same energy so um yeah those those two I think were you know, like I said, no for me and just hit home. Like certain things I, I don't want to talk about. Um, or not even that I don't want to talk about it. I just don't want to talk about it with the person that's asking. Right. And I'm all for saying mind your damn business. Right. <laughs> mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're not um, talking about that. Okay. Right. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Not with you. Not with you. <laughs> anyway, talk about something. Let's talk about. Can you put it? You flip it on them. No, <laughs> that's probably right. petty. Yeah, you can do that. That's yeah. That could be looked at that way. But... It's a great way to change the subject. Now, if they want to talk about them, they can go right ahead and talk about themselves. But right, you know, right. I I get to say who I want to share information with. Yes. And, at the family function, it's not always the time when I want to share it or the people that I want to share it with. So that's Correct. definitely a, a good boundary. Um, yeah, and I think when you get to set those boundaries, it's very freeing and it very, allows you to very breathe. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. right? Um, mm -hmm. Because again, like what my daughter was telling me, it's not on you bothering you like you are upsetting me to hear her say that was the point where I was like hmm she right right let me let me step back 
because exactly. I, I was smothering her, right? I was yeah. infringing upon her space and her comfortability and her right to feel, you know, safe and secure in her space that she was in. I was violating that. So um, setting those boundaries can be, like Sharita just said, very liberating and something that we, we have to Right. And and people aren't gonna like it, like she told me. But at the end of the day. Right. Right? It was uncomfortable, but you know, at the end of the day, I had to respect it so that yeah. she could be comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're gonna have to make other people uncomfortable so we can find our comfort. Ooh. So those boundaries yes. are about doing that. And yes. if, if they're uncomfortable, as long as you're comfortable, <laughs> ultimately, that is the, the end goal that you are comfortable and satisfied in the space that you are in, because that's what you need for your mental health to be okay, to be able to right. be out in those spaces. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, that's good. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, those boundaries are super important during the holidays. And and set, I think we should set boundaries on our wallets, right? Don't yeah. don't stretch it. <laughs> right, I like that. I like the way. You right, that. that was great. <laughs> put put some boundaries on your purse string. Set a limit, um, if possible, you know, or or just try to make gifts. You know, yeah, make gifts. Mm-hmm. They, I, I feel like they mean more to me. You know, I'm, I'm not a materialistic person like that. I, I prefer me something because I feel like you put real equity into that, right? So it into it exactly a bit more pricey, right? Because you can't go out and buy it. And I know that there's not fifty million more out there in the world. It's an exactly. exclusive piece. I love that. Uh-huh. And and guess what? There's truly some sentimental behind feeling behind it because right. typically homemade gifts are something that relate to that person, relatable to that person, their essence, what they love, what they like, right? So just so right. much more personable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And meaningful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Those things are all very important. Is there any other boundary that I didn't talk about that you wanted to touch on really quick? that you wanted to oh, elaborate yeah. on. Yeah, um so uh the one um and you know um like for me I think um the coming to the family gathering but I can only stay for a few hours. Um mm-hmm. I come from a very large family. <laughs> So when I became a therapist, this was one that was tough for me um, because I come from a very large family. My paternal and maternal family is here. And I'll just give you an example. My paternal family, um, my, my dad's mother and father, grandparents, because everybody went to grandma's house, but they came from, from a family of 11 siblings. And all of them mm. were here in Las Vegas. They came from the South. They all migrated here. And so then we had families, extended families upon extended families. My grandma, my late grandma, personally, my late great grandma, before she passed away, personally, we counted up. I think we had like some uh, cousins and that was just from her sons. She had six sons and one daughter. So that was just from her seven kids. It was like 36 something grandchildren. And that wasn't even the great grands. It was probably more. Um, 
but so as you can see, like everybody gathered there and, but as everybody got older and got married and had kids, um, you know, then everybody kind of still had their own household. So it was like, for right. sure we knew we were cooking in our own household. Then we for sure know everybody was going to grandma's house. And then pretty much after that, everybody kind of went to their kind of separate, you know, like in-laws house or, you know, things like that. And then right. we extended like, okay, after you get done with that, do you guys want to go to the movies or go there? And so like, <laughs> like a whole day, you, you pretty much know that from the time you cook all night <laughs> till six that morning to maybe, you know, midnight that, you know, the next morning or something like that, you make a day of it. And, uh, my, um, children's father at one point in time, he kind of brought it to my attention. He was like, you know, um, you need to set some boundaries on the times that we go to the houses. He's like, we're going to like four or five houses, sometimes even six houses in a day. And, we would argue because he would be like, how long are we staying here? And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm, I'm a very social person. So I would be right. like, I don't know. Just, you know, we'll just figure it out when we get there. And he was just like, no, like you can't do that. <laughs> They're going to want you to stay. They're going to want us to stay. Like everybody wants you to stay at their house all day. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just not realistic, you know? And so I didn't want to hurt people's feelings. So I wouldn't set a time. I would just be like, I don't know. We'll just play it by ear. And so right. what would happen is we would get to a place and then we stay for an hour or two. Then we leave and we go to the next place and then we stay an hour or two there. Then we leave. And then literally by the time we finish going to everybody's house, which I get it, we want to be family friendly, but our kids would be exhausted. We were because everybody was just worn out, you know, right then some people would still be mad because it would be like well wow you know you know you just got here and it's like well we've been here for two hours you know and (laughs) you know he's like we have our own home we have a bed like you know and sometimes people would be like well just stay here just stay let the kids lay down you know the kids would be tired and laying on the floor and he's like this is unacceptable like you're right you're you're really you're trying to people please to every single one of your relatives instead of just saying, look, we've been here for two hours. My kids are tired. No, we don't need a blanket or a pillow. They have their own beds. We're going to go home so they can go to sleep. He's like, you're making your kids suffer in exhaustion because you don't want to set boundaries and tell certain family members that, you know, you, you're going to be here for an hour or two. You, you know, Mm -hmm. you want to buckle under the pressure of, you know, you know, setting up pallets at people's house because they don't want you to leave. <laughs> I mean, and he was true, he was right. He, I mean, it is nothing yeah. about family or anything, but he's just and he wasn't from here. He's from Chicago. So, you know, he just kind of was following suit with me. He he we he married me and I just happened to be a woman that, you know, had both of my families in the city we were in. And so it was just it was uh, it started becoming almost impossible and not fun anymore. Right. Because right. we spent more time trying to um, make sure that we were making everybody else happy by making sure that connected in some type of way. And I don't even know how authentic the connections were at that point in time, because it's just unrealistic. You can't do all of that in one day. Right. I like the fact that you brought up that the connections at some point started, you know, they they lost their authenticity, right? And we were just talking about having meaningful, intentional connections, right? 
but yeah, sometimes you just said that you just literally right. just said that. Yes. So sometimes it can be an overload and it cannot be received well or it's not even presented well. I don't know, that was a little feedback, but sometimes it's not even presented, you know, well because of what you just said. It's so much, so many other things going on that you don't really have the time to connect and engage in, exactly. you know, like you said, have those meaningful connections. So setting the boundary, like you um, said, of, hey, maybe we'll just go to this one house this year and next year we'll go to this house so that you have the time to, you know, engage and interact and spend time, but then still have time for yourself, for your right, family exactly. and, and to be able to go busy. back home. Yeah, we yeah. didn't have that. By the time we got back home, whatever we made, we didn't have a holiday in our own homes. We literally cooked and that's what, and he kind of went along with it for a few years until he finally put his foot down. But his thing was, okay, we'll just cook at our house so we'll be able to have food to eat at leftovers. But honestly, right. I don't remember a day, like my kids' childhoods went by without us really actually having a dinner at our house. We would cook, but we would only mm -hmm. do it so we would have our food, you know, to come back and eat, have food, food at, at your house. Right. We, you know, but yeah, our holidays pretty much like around the table, praying and all that was always at either grandma's house somebody or somebody, else's house yeah somebody's house and you know and like I said huh. you, time went by and now the kids are grown and I remember one of the things you said earlier on in the show is um you don't have to be so caught up and so pressured you know society pressures you to be in these spaces and guess what I don't have to how about I come over and have taco Tuesday? And me and the kids come over yes. and out at your pool all day long versus on one Christmas day. And we haven't seen each other. All, we haven't made time for each other or seen each other all year. But we only bound, but we're bound by these ideas on the calendar and what media is saying that you're supposed to be spending time with your family. And we're being unrealistic because exactly. you can't tell me in 365 days that neither one of us couldn't have set, made effort to do something right before the holidays right. or whatever it is you know we could have done any, anything any random day any, any random day, day we'll do by the right just come over or hey you know we're just i'm just cooking right like but we, right a society you can make so it any day busy. you want yeah but yeah. We, we're so busy and then we just are caught up like you said in the commercialism of these set days on the calendar and then we get literally stuck in that space that we don't connect with our family until you know the holidays so we can be like the family on tv and mm -hmm. it's just ridiculous exactly <laughs> right and that's exactly what it is <laughs> we have this vision and image of oh we're supposed to get together on thanksgiving when you ask somebody when's the last time you know you saw your cousins or your sister oh you hang out with them on christmas and you asking this question in july right yeah. so you waiting all the way till christmas you know how many days is in between july and christmas yeah right and anything can happen in that space right so the minute yeah. that something happens now you're forced to get together because there's that re uh funeral right and all the family comes together oh, for that my gosh literally we were just my daughter and i were just talking about that miss akia 
And I was like, you know, it's so sad, but culturally, um, I feel like across the board, we have, we've missed generations because we don't see each other until it's a funeral. And then you go and it's like the cousin you grew up with, now they have, you know, they're married and they have kids and then they have grandkids. And you're like, I don't even, you know, your kids don't know their cousin. And it's like, we, we observe it, we recognize it. And it's like, everybody always says, let, don't let this be the last time we see each other. We got, or we got to get together more. We can't, you know, it can't always, right. be a funeral. but the fact is it is always a funeral. It is always a repast that we see each other. And then the next time you see the person, you know, your uncle that you saw, you know, in his thirties, he's 60 now. Right. Like, like what the right. Heck, you know? like, right. what's going on here? Why did we have to wait to see uncle Charlie or something, you know, from the last either, 20 years either that or, him, somebody died now we saw him 20 years later you know right and and also our children end up yeah, not our children don't even know they're like who is that who is uncle charlie who is that person <laughs> right and, and you're trying to explain to them oh you remember uncle charlie and they looking at you like no i ain't never seen this man before my life right. <laughs> you're talking about charlie <laughs> So then you just say, oh, well, that's my mom's cousin. And they grew up together when they were kids. And that's that. Right. It's it's sad and unfortunate that that's the space that we're in. So, yeah, I think the takeaway from this, not I think, I know that I want you to take away from this, how important it is to have intentional meaningful relationships yeah with your families and your children's um not just during the holidays right at all times yes that's important um and then setting those boundaries for yourself <laughs> because it's it's not you know something that you need somebody else to follow it's something that you need to mm-hmm. instill in your and have placed in your life so that you can be okay the, the boundaries are for you not for anyone else yeah so I, I think that is the takeaway from this uncomfortable conversation um it's real it's really important that we do these things for our own mental health our sanity and you know having healthy relationships with ourselves and our families. Absolutely. Absolutely. Holidays. We're going to start by implementing them during the holidays. And, and my, my hope is that we get out of the commercialism of what holidays are and just celebrate one another whenever we feel like it. I love that. Yes. <laughs> That's my hope and my intention. So, um, is there anything else you want us to know, Miss Sharita? Like maybe your social media, where we can find you. You're local to Las Vegas. Yeah. How do you get to you <laughs> feel like during these holidays it becomes too much? And oh, let me go have a session with Miss Sharita. How can they, <laughs> Sharita? Yeah. So um, I'm on uh, Instagram under the hashtag um, at Vegas Therapist, and there's an underscore. So it's Vegas underscore Therapist um on instagram also vegas therapist on facebook or my name sharita childress you can also go to my website it's sharita childress.com um you can find me on psychology today 
Um, I have a page there with some different information, but those are just um, several ways <laughs> to get in touch with me. So. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll post it on the description um, for this particular session, this episode. And if you follow me on Instagram, I am UC Salam. You can find Miss Sharita there as well. Um, I'm also on TikTok as a disruptive educator. That is, yeah, that's all I have. I think that is the end of this uncomfortable conversation. Until next time, I appreciate you. Yeah, thank thank you, you so much for thank all your you. knowledge, wisdom, and we're going to do better together, all community as a whole. We're going to start setting that. some boundaries, right? Setting Absolutely. some boundaries. Yeah, we want our holidays and our times together, even outside of holidays, like you said, making times and creating those times outside of, you know, even holiday time to be meaningful, right. healthy and um safe (laughs) safe for our mental and emotional wellness right so absolutely thank you guys for listening to another uncomfortable conversation i hope you take some nuggets from this and i look forward to you listening to us again have a great night thank you thanks All right, guys, thank you. That sums it up for us for 2022. Please make sure you like and subscribe so you can be updated on all of the new information that's going to be coming out on Uncomfortable Conversations, what we have going on. I will be adding a new Instagram, the YouTube where you can um, watch the recorded shows as well as the live link will be um, uploaded onto Instagram. So remember to like and subscribe and participate. Submit your questions, things that you feel like you want to be talked about. Um, If you have guest suggestions, if you want to be a guest, let me know. I am open to all suggestions. Thank you. Have an amazing holiday. Happy New Year. And again, continue to be awesome. Have those conversations that scare the life out of you. It's going to change your life.